0: uh, It's a hot topic these days, especially locally and uh, especially in Nassau County, uh, trying to come together in some uh, terms, trying to get uh, some sort of a playing field uh, where all parties are happy. Uh, Right involved in it is the fine, fine Nassau County legislator uh resides over the 11th uh, Legislative District. Her name is uh, Delia D- D- Witten. Uh I haven't spoke to her in a while. Could do a little catch-up, and uh, we welcome her to the program here on this Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Delia, how are you? How you been? All right?
1: I'm doing very well, Jay. Thank you for having me. I hope it you're doing a, well, too.
0: It is a pleasure. Uh I know redistricting is, is a hot topic, even prior to the election, the census, you know, trying to... Make sure people are aware, you know, candidates involved. They didn't know at the time what was going on as far as their geographics were concerned. It's kind of interesting the way things have transpired here. But in your neck of the woods, you know, it's about trying to, to have some sort of a common ground here, right? Between the parties, between the uh, these districts and, uh, and these uh, individuals involved in making sure that they're aware. So... You know, kind of give us the latest. How did it all kind of come about? The vote and everything else. Kind of recap for us, if you don't mind.
1: Sure. Um, every 10 years, uh, a census is conducted. And we take that information and they look at the different um, changes on in Nassau County um, with the population. So um, there's there's laws in place that says it's like equal representation. So each district should pretty much be... Um, the same as far as how many um, constituents live in each district. Nassau County is divided up into eleven uh, into nineteen districts. I have District Eleven, so um, it it's an interesting process right now. Um, there's a new law in place that says that we have to keep our um, our variation of population down to fifteen percent, five percent variation. It used to be ten percent. Now it's down to five. So that's making Um, a little pressure to change more districts and they're also supposed to be compact and, um, and um, I guess compact basically is the the main thing. So the districts shouldn't be uh, spread out throughout, you know, too, too many different villages and all, if, if at all possible. But when you're trying to divide up an Island into 19 equally, you know, represented districts, it's not an easy task. If we lived in Ohio, and it was a square, it would be easier to do, um, you know, with all the various, we have Long Beach, which is separate from, you know, the barrier island, so it's not an easy uh, map to draw, number one. Then, on top of that, um, getting the two parties to agree to anything sometimes can be very, it's very challenging, and I, I, I personally don't like the uh, atmosphere when anything like that comes into play, but it's part of of politics more than government. But um, so there are two maps that are drawn, and um, this might sound like it doesn't mean anything to people, but the reason it does mean something. Right now, um, the the districts are held by the majority is the Republican Party, which is fine, but there's something called a supermajority, which means if one party has 13 seats, They don't have to go to the other party for pretty much anything, including bonding. And I'm a big person in believing in checks and balances. I don't care what party, even if it was my own party, I wouldn't want that, honestly. I really believe it's good to have the eyes and and the opinions of of both sides. And believe it or not, the Republican Party is one seat away from achieving that. So, you know, it it does matter, um, in my opinion. especially when we're dealing with $3.4 billion budget, it's really important to have, um, you know, both sides agree on how the money is spent. Believe me, I think in the long run it saves a lot of money, of taxpayer money. So that is one of the issues that's coming before us. So just to give you, I don't know if we have any questions, but just to, to give you an idea of where we are today, um, the Democratic Party, oh, the Democratic MAP um, redistricting um, committee, submitted a uh, map as did the Republicans, and they're different. And, of course, believe it or not, they didn't agree on one map. So they have, we have two maps now in front of us. So the next step is it comes before the legislature, which um, is controlled by the Republicans. So their map is going to pass the legislature. Um, and then what's interesting is there are some new laws on the books that, um, you know, require those requirements that we mentioned earlier about, the equal representation and the compact and contiguous—that was the other word I couldn't think of—district. Um, so probably this is going to end up in a lawsuit. I would have to imagine. So, um, so we still probably have a week
0: something here because as there. Hold on one sec. So I know Democrat and, and folks, the current map was drawn. Well, I think it was twenty thirteen. That was based on the census of twenty ten. That's why you have all this stuff going on uh, right now. I know Dems have proposed entirely new districts, arguing the map from nine years ago. It doesn't meet the new federal and the state legal standards adopted since then. And I know Republicans have said, well, wait a minute now. Uh, it's a little too late to call a map that's been in place for the last 10 years illegal, as Democrats have. And pretty much say the validity of the current districts have really never been tested in court. Uh, is there any extra added weight to what uh, that is being said there?
1: Well, you know, I'm at the point right now where we'll have to see what the courts do. You can't you can't anticipate what courts are going to do. It, the fact that it's been in existence for 10 years, I would say, probably does help their case. But the laws have changed, so there's a couple there's a couple of things um, that are pretty involved. For instance, um, part of the new New York State Voters Voters' Right Act is that um, it requires a certain number of minority districts, meaning the districts would um, most likely be represented, um, you know, by the person that the minority community would wish to have represent them. That's in, in itself, in my opinion, kind of a vague statement. But anyway, so so, so having um, – we had to get the population of, of the minorities in Nassau in County to make the districts. So there's a question as to whether or not uh, the Republican map um, – meets that new requirement, also. So, so you know what, Jay? I really, yes. As a as a candidate, this is stressful time because you don't know what your district is going to be. You know, when you have an election year coming up, and um, so I'm at the point right now, but we'll just have to see what happens. Um, you know, I know this the Republican map will pass. It is very similar to what we have now, and um, we'll have to see what the courts do. Um, yes, I have no control of it, so I'm just. We'll leave it up. I could see arguments to both sides. And, um, you know, judges are judges. They, they you can't always predict at all what's going to happen.
0: I mean, and no then, question. Uh, Delia Duregui, waiting with us, a legislator at the 11th. What, what about, you know, this whole thing of this home rule law I was reading about? You know, you have some guidance there from amendments made last year to that. And, folks, that establishes guidelines for creation of equal size districts that have right. some of the uh, more contiguous territories don't, and really don't favor the incumbents or deny any racial minorities equal opportunity, yeah. so to speak, to elect candidates of their choice. Does that come into play at all as far as this home rule? 100%. 100%.
1: That's that's what I was talking about. With You know, it has to be contiguous and and basically they say compact, but... You know, look at the map. I mean, it's it's very hard. You can't make squares on Long Island. It's very hard to do. But um, but the minority the minority issue is sort of new. Um, there's also federal law that is challenging some of those um, questions. There was just an article in um, the New Yorker this week. I could actually send it to you. So and it's it's been all over actually if you Google it. Um, so so there's a lot up in the air right now. Um, but what could happen is if this does go to court and the judge says, "Hey, guess what, guys? Both of your maps are a mess," they could hire or or require a special master—they call it—who um, would come in and just draw the map the way they want to draw it. So then, then I wouldn't even know what it would look like, but that would be completely, probably completely different from what it looks like now. So,
0: so no. One uh, says- what about the accusations? You know, I mean, if it, if it does go. Uh, to the courts, uh, you know, you got a lot of gerrymandering going on right now, I would think, regarding these district lines. Uh, and, uh, you know, what about the aspect regarding what Democrats are saying regarding that? You know, to maybe to buttress their legislative majority, the loop minority voting power, that whole thing. Uh, how will the courts kind of look upon this? Yeah,
1: well, I I believe that the courts are not really supposed to look at that. I think they're supposed to look at the, um, the laws and the home rule that is in place, you know, as far as um, the way that just the districts are drawn, the representation, and, and the minority um, factor. I don't think they're really supposed to look at the political aspect of it. But again, what I mentioned is if Republicans pick up one more seat, they have supermajority. And I think that their map, the way that it is, in my opinion, gerrymandered, is... Um, the odds of that happening are much greater than if it was another map.
0: Yeah. Right, so further, uh, but, so, and so we'll wait and see there. Me. I mean, what what is the next step now as far as dates and everything else? Where do we go um, from here?
1: So there, that's another interesting thing. Um, most likely, the very similar map to what the Republicans are proposing is going to come before the legislature, but it can still change before that point. So we're going to be presented with a map that's going to most likely be the Republican map. And then, um, and then we'll vote on it. And I would just have to guess that it's going to pass because the majority of legislators are Republican. And then at that point um, they would determine if the lawsuit was going to be filed and um, we'll see what happens. But I hear that there might be an interest in that. Um, I just wanted to mention too, it doesn't go by political party when you're looking at um, the maps, like, for instance, there's actually more. Um, there's more registered Dems. I think it's almost two hundred thousand more, or something. It's a significant number, than Republicans. Yet the Republicans have a, almost a supermajority. So it it is quite. It's it's constructed in a very particular way to keep certain groups together, and that's what the problem is. The equal representation if people are compact. It doesn't doesn't play. So we need to um, make sure that everyone is in Nassau County. And again, if you looked at the, just the registration, you would think the Democrats would have more districts than the Republicans do. And the opposite is true. So that tells you something is going on.
0: One last thing. I know the commission involved here did a lot of uh, public hearings. I think there were 10 or something throughout the county. Uh, over yeah. the last uh, couple of months. There was no public comment period, by the way, Monday's meeting. Um, what has been the consensus, though, since late August, early September, as far as public input here?
1: Well, I, I attended a few meetings. Um, you know, it's it's mainly based on, on keeping certain areas together. Um, I know Westbury is, you know, there's certain things that... Um, Specific areas have concerns about but I think again it goes back to the uh, fact that some of the minorities honestly feel that they're not represented enough on the county legislature and um, you know the numbers can show that so that's been a major concern um, some people want to keep their legislators you know there's been a lot of different issues um, but that was in most of it the, I will have to say the interest is not very high in our area. <laughs> like, I think in the total, we have like 200 people show up out of like 10 meetings. But, but um, the thing I really look at is, is money. And again, I think it's so important to, to not have one party, Democrat or Republican, be super majority. Because again, you can vote on a budget. You can vote on contracts. You can vote on whatever you want. You know, and pay for it without having the other side look at it. And that honestly makes me very nervous. We remember we went through all that time with corruption and everything, and things did not end well for a lot of people. I don't want to go back to that time. You know, not that they would necessarily, I'm not saying that they would, but the less checks and balances you have in place, the, the more opportunity for that. So again, regardless of the party, I think it's something people should be paying attention to because we don't want a supermajority for either party.
0: You know, the biggest thing here is, you know, this. There seems to be such division involved here. You know, almost like a divisive nature in general. I mean, I think the key here is just trying to, you know, to gather the common interests of all these communities. Uh, and, you know, keep everybody together in that mindset, you know? Uh, I, it can't be that drastic of a difference of the area itself. I, I would imagine there's got to be a lot of common threads, and why not kind of utilize that aspect and try and keep everybody together mm-hmm. in that way, you know? That, would that to me, is kind of a common sense thing. Well,
1: I love the way you think, but you know what? I hate to say it. I mean, I've noticed it on so many areas. Our 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 whole society has become very divisive, and um, it, it does make everything more complicated. I mean, just everything. And um, it's it's too bad because I think that the inner fighting sometimes and the political aspect of it does uh, hurt the governmental aspect. And I always say, I love my job because I love government, but I hate politics. But unfortunately, they're together. So, um, but it's um, I agree with you. I think it's something that should you should sit down and you should. Um, work out for the best interest of, of the residents, but uh, I don't know, anyone who attended these meetings could say that they were not um, they were civil, but not they were not working together meetings. Like you definitely didn't walk out of there getting that feeling. So, um, so, but again, I agree with you on many aspects there. That it's time to real people don't want inner fighting. They just want they just want their government to work, and they want things projects to get done, and they want money to be careful, you know, people will be careful with money. They don't don't want this fighting, but unfortunately this is part of it.
0: The process without question. But listen, before we let you go, I haven't spoke to you in a while, so uh, give me uh, a quick assessment. You're always uh, very candid uh, in your thoughts. Um, A quick assessment uh, regarding the leader of the county, uh, that being Bruce Blakeman, uh, since taking the reins back in January. Uh, how is he, uh, and listen, you know, it's been a little bit quiet pandemic over and whatnot. Things are back up to speed. That's a good thing Uh, in his quarter, in his corner, uh, other than what the predecessor and, uh, Laura Kern had to certainly, uh, undergo and whatnot. But give me a quick, uh, Deriggy Witten assessment as far as leadership in the county right now.
1: Well, I don't know him that well. I can't figure him out completely yet. Um, he came into a very good um, situation, and the money that the county has available is, is, is amazing. It's in very good shape, honestly. Two things that are making me worry, number one, we've got the opioid settlement, which I'd love to talk to you further about. Right now we have over $70 million sitting in an account. He's given out, I believe, $2 million to date, um, and all the rest of this money is sitting there. And, um, he says he has a plan over four years, but I say we get this money out as soon as possible. This is such a crisis that we're in. There are so many agencies that could really do so much work with this, with this money. So that's one of my number one concerns that I feel that he doesn't feel the urgency and it, and it, it hasn't, you know, I know you have to be careful with the money you have to make sure it's going in the right place. I'm hundred percent with that, but, it's been there for over. I think, I think we got the money in June and it's still sitting there. Most of it. Um, the other thing is the American cares act money. There's still over $300 million in those lines. And he, he pulled back one program that we had for low income families to receive like $375, which isn't a a lot of money, but it it would help with groceries and stuff. And he he canceled that program unilaterally and, um, never, you know, took the money back and never said what he's going to do with it. So, those are my two major concerns right now. Um, that this And the real concern with the American Care Act money is if we don't spend that money, $300 million, we have to give it back in 2026. So it all has to be basically, you know, sent out or else we're going to have to return it. And that, that will drive me crazy if we have to return money um, that the county could use in so many ways. So um, I, I think his intentions are good, but I think that, they got rid of everyone, which is what happens sometimes with the change of um, regime. And a lot of the workers, from what I'm hearing, just are kind of getting up to speed still and don't really know how some things work. So um, we lost a lot of, you know, institutional knowledge. And uh, so so these two lines really are concerning me because, number one, the opioids, there's such a need for it. I mean, lives are... We're losing lives all the time, young people especially, and and the American Care Act money we're going to have to give back if we don't figure it out. And I haven't heard one meeting or one one idea in a long time. So we need to we need to push it. And um, I don't think it's been a major focus of his. So so those are my two major concerns right now.
0: Was a good thoughts placement of money very important? You know the. Uh... The money from the opioids, listen, you want to see a little more outreach um, as far as treatment centers and whatnot, you hope it's going to go to the right places. We will further that, though, as far as uh, that thought process uh, is concerned. We appreciate that. One final thought, go ahead.
1: No, that would be great if you would look into that. Um, I can't tell you how many phone calls we get. I have friends and neighbors and just people that I meet that you know, this is this is such an epidemic, and um, we have the major problem. There are times when when it when an addict is ready to get help, and I had it, I've had it happen, and we can't find a bed. There are no beds available, and that and that's a real that's like a small window that you have when they're ready to get help, and you need to get them in right away. Or else a couple of days could make a difference. They could start using it again. So, um, there's, there's a, my wish would be that he would really put a lot of money into Nassau County Medical Center. I think he put, I think he put a, a million or so in into it. But we have room in that hospital. And we could really use the seventy million to make it into like a real treatment center for people that you know that need it. And uh, no. that's what I do. But I hope he does something with it because uh, putting in our account is not helping save these kids' lives.
0: Yeah, and that's an institution that has had some leadership problems in itself as far as the uh, NUMC. So uh, we'll check that out as far as what East Meadow is going through. Uh, Listen, cannot thank you enough. Good information. Great thoughts. Delia Durigi witten ladies and gentlemen, she presides over the 11th Nassau County Legislative District.